You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's up, what's up, what's up? Uh, I am Mike. Welcome to another episode of This Detroit Life, the podcast edition. So official, right? I love that. That's I love really that. Official. I love that music, man. It starts off. Uh, it gets me right in the zone, right? So, uh, I'm Mike, your host. Obviously, uh, thank you so much again for tuning in, downloading, streaming, whichever way that you've uh, come across this podcast, whether it be the TDL website, the uh, Podcast Detroit website, the Podcast Detroit app, SoundCloud, uh, the This Detroit Life on iTunes, which we are now official. Oh yeah, on iTunes. Nice. I know it's exciting, man. I don't. I, you know. It's uh, it's just the culmination of just keeping keeping it going. I guess I, you know, I don't know. I am joined in studio as always by uh, producer Paul. Hey, hey, Paul, welcome back. Thank you. It's been what, two or three episodes now. Uh, yeah, about two episodes. Did you have the kid yet? Not yet. No, How was the baby that's shower? Coming, uh, end of the month. Baby showers were good. We had two. Because, you know, split. Yeah, I know. You weren't here for two weeks because you had baby showers. Right. And and bronchitis. Pretty fucking long baby shower. I also had bronchitis. Whatever you got to tell yourself, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I know. I I, I did miss that music, though. Did you? Yeah. No, as soon as it played right now, I was like. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can listen to it anytime you want. I'm saying, right? Uh, In studio, we are joined today by uh, an individual that, man, I've been trying to get here for. Months now. I was trying to get episode one, two, three, four. Finally, on episode number 10, he finally comes through. Uh, a very talented individual. Someone that's been in the Detroit scene. I don't even want to say hip-hop scene, but just like Detroit, Hamtramck, Southwest, all over. Uh, and we'll get into his history, but we're joined by today by Brian Lackner, a.k.a. Mr. Hello, friends. What's Mike, up? hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, man. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. I know it was uh, it was kind of short notice, but I appreciate you you making the time. We had we, a cancellation. We try to make this work a lot, and so yeah. I'm kind of glad. I guess that's sometimes how things work. We plan the whole time. Okay, we're gonna have it like this, and then and that things yeah. fell through. So this was like, hey, can we do it? And it I'm worked out it worked perfectly out. Yeah. in like 12 hours notice, man. But uh, I, and like I was saying, I think it's the first time. It's like the first schedule thing that we've gotten on on the calendar, right? But we've mm-hmm. been connected through social media and me coming to your shows because you're talented as fuck. <laughs> and for probably for like five, six, seven years now at least. That's about right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're going to – like I want to run through – I know you, you're working on a ton of stuff mm-hmm. and I know you're – so I'm going to try to hit all that or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I trust you. But so, okay, where are you, where are you from originally and how did you end up – where you're at now, right? Like your backstory, I guess. I know that's kind of a lot. Yeah. Uh, I was raised in Rochester. Right. Okay. And then uh, uh, I moved uh, briefly to Lake Orion, but then I moved uh, to Maryland uh, with my dad. Maryland? Uh, yeah. Really? I was living in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I've never heard of it. I don't the, the, the best way I describe <laughs> Gaithersburg is this next door uh, to Rockville, Maryland, which is like REM. OAR. Oh, is OAR from there? Yeah, Rockville. Father John Misty. From Father there? John Misty, and so is uh, not ordinary. Yeah, ordinary peoples. I think was a group that was from there. Oh, I think I that's know. right. Yeah, uh, so. Edon. I guess is from there like, originally as well. All right. Well, anyway, uh, shout out Rockville. Yeah, I yeah, guess, right. man. So, uh, uh, so I live in Maryland, and that's kind of where the um, I started going to a lot of hip hop shows, and I think that's where 
I really started writing raps just kind of every day. How old were you about this time? 15, 16. Okay. Something like that. Uh, I moved back uh, to Michigan after high school and then just started trying to find studios and places to record and uh, people to collaborate with and sure, working sure. on beats. And uh, gradually that kind of built my solo stuff. And so I was doing solo stuff for a while. Uh, and then uh, I played the Metro Times Blowout. I think this was 2010. And that was my first big like Coming Detroit. out party kind of deal. Yeah, it was sure. like never had a Detroit or a Hamtramck show. So I had um, uh, a, f- a friend of mine from middle school. Uh, I knew he rapped, and I was like, "Oh, he could probably be a good like." I needed something additional outside of me just like rapping. Are you talking on stage. about blacksmith? I'm talking about blacksmith. All right, so. Yeah. Well, we got to slow down because like we're like such a high view of something that I feel like we could spend hours on, and that's why I, I just jumped right into it because I feel like mm. we could spend hours on each one of your groups, albums, tapes, tours, all that stuff. Sure. Right. So, uh, yeah. When you when you first came out again, Mister, uh, what's your social media? Because I want people to check you out immediately too. Man, so I got the name Mister before like I realized like the importance of like SEO and like Google and shit. So yeah. like, I... well, do you know what it reminds me of? Mm-hmm. There's a uh, what movie? It's uh, Tommy Boy, where the guy goes, uh, "Well, if I'm going to pay you, I need to know who to write the check out to, Mister." And she goes, or he goes, uh, Mister's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, whenever yeah. I heard your name, that's what I, I always associated oh, I it. it with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, all the all my social media is at heyitsmister.com, and that has links to the, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, so pause that. this podcast, go over there, check it out immediately, and then come on back. Yeah. Okay, so. And we're back. <laughs> and, yeah, and we're back. So you don't, it's not just the music that you do, but you're also involved in uh, your own podcast with a guy named Hike Keach. Yes, sir. Tell me about that. It's the Cold Rhymes this, Records podcast. Yeah, this Cold Rhymes podcast. Um, so I'm a fan of that, man. I, I've listened oh. to. So I obviously have an eight to five job. This isn't yes. my only gig, right? Yeah, yeah. So whenever you end up posting a uh, a new episode, mm-hmm. I always I sit at my my desk and I listen to it. So you just did number forty three. Yes, sir. I, right. Yeah. And it was on the tail end or just before. He did his one thousandth show. Yeah, his thousandth show was uh, last weekend. So um, I've known height. I've been a fan of Height since about 2007, and uh, over the years, we eventually ended up doing a show at um, uh, a spot on Bagley, I think 2012, and he kind of just kept in touch from there. We ended up doing – Pass Lockwood did a a three-month tour with him in 2015 for the Wraparound Robin, and just from there, we started collaborating a lot, and then – uh, I toured again with him this summer, and and oh, I want to get into like, that, man. Yeah, we're so uh, yeah, we've just been homies for a while, and we thought, uh, you know, Cole Rhymes Records started by Height, and he wanted to basically make the label he always wanted to be on. So outside of just playing tunes that we like, we just always are sharing music in the van or whatever. Sure, we're we're showcasing some of the the new stuff coming out on the label. Um, and yeah, it's sweet. It's a cool way to just like keep it all together. You know? Yeah. So how how was his one thousand show? Yeah, and I asked because. The last time, the last show of yours I caught was in Hamtramck at Ghostlight. Uh, Ghostlight is that the name? Of it? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the best like shows that I've seen on that level ever. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, for sure, for sure. Uh, it was what is it? it was you, Heikich, Goldzilla, Eddie Logics, mm-hmm. like that whole collective. Yeah, and then uh, we had the Imaginatron close it out. Oh, okay, okay, I was going to ask about him. That mm-hmm. was. 
mind bottling. Oh man, my I I told my mom like leading up to the show, I was like, oh, you're gonna love the Imagineers. Like he's just like my favorite performer or whatever. That's what and it is. It's a performance. It is a performance. And my mom <laughs> left. And she's like, I don't know why you kept saying. Like she I just don't get couldn't. It. Yeah, you she know? she was just she couldn't she couldn't handle it. Um, makes for great social media content. I'll tell you what. Like uh, he passed out. Um, Headlamps mm-hmm. and everybody turn them on and then built, which I, I'm not even doing it justice. So you know what? I'm not even going to go. What, what was if, his name again? Uh, the Imaginatron. Yeah. If you get the chance, if you see the Imaginatron on any show flyers, uh, uh, do attend the show. It's it's not like anything you've ever seen. Um, That's the best and, way you can and, describe it. Not like yeah. anything you can see. So only in Detroit, my friends. <laughs> and Hamtramck. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so uh, you just got back. You well, you just had a show, man. I, I'm firing off because there's so many things I want to hit you with, right? Yeah. Uh, Tell me about that. You had a whole tour this summer. Whole tour this summer. What was uh, – dude, that's like – so coming from somebody, and I've said this to you many times, that coming from someone that sits at a desk all day, mm-hmm. the idea of being on the road in a different city and like seeing the sights and the grind, it, it's like uh, I, I almost romanticize it while I'm sitting at my desk typing up the TPS reports, right? And I've sure. said this to you before. So – don't burst that bubble for me. Do you know what right. I'm saying? Like, I'm sure in my mind, much like many things, it's a lot different than what it actually is like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see the grind of it. Yeah. But that has to be such an incredible experience because you were on tour for – how long were you on tour for? A better part of like three months, really. Okay. We did like May, oh, June, oh, July. It was, it was a while. We had a few days off kind of in between legs. But yeah, it was uh, – Height uh, put out an album, Computer Rocker. I'm the featured MC, so I did the artwork for it, and uh, I'm on a handful of the tracks. So I love 500. Oh, by the way, thank you, thank you, you. absolutely. Yeah, I really. Uh, that was a fun one to perform. We started. Uh, we didn't know how the tour was going. I mean, we had three legs of the tour, so we had uh, I Alive from Philadelphia on the first leg of the tour, Goldzilla and Eddie on the second leg, and uh, Kate Ferenz from Philadelphia on the third leg um, so that the energy was a little different on each of the tours. But I think overall it was really, really positive. Um, Got Paul coughing in the background. I know. It's just this. Don't want to mess up your mojo or anything. I muted my mic. Yeah. (laughs) That's very true. So Um, go ahead. Yeah. So I I don't know. It was uh, uh, that long of a tour is, is very, it can be very strenuous um, on, on mind, body, and soul, I suppose. Well, sure, man. Um, and, and your relationships back home and your relationships that are in that van going from state to state and city to city is just kind of all – I would imagine that it just kind of meshes into one long like, holy shit, man. How are we going to knock out these next – this next month, like I'm, I'm burnt. I'm yeah. burnt out, man. Yeah, I mean, so I, I mean, for me, I just, uh, I really, I really love it though. At the end of the day, I mean, it's in the in the thick of it, you know. You're because I'm, I'm still having to pay bills at home. Yeah, and all, all the while, I'm like trying to just like <laughs> sell a couple of CDs at a show. Yeah, and sometimes you'll have like I made a notebook of like all the merch sales from every city and there would be like a week where it's like nothing fucking nothing and then you <laughs> yeah. so like if somebody buys a shirt it's like oh thank god well, thank you so much um hold on hold on oh what's wearing, up he's what's up he, mike is wearing the youngest waffle mr shirt from, shout out youngest waffle shout out youngest waffle um hashtag Conus. yeah <laughs> Cohen is in the building um so yeah man uh we we did 27 some odd states um it was overall, it was really, really positive. It's tough, especially doing it like DIY. You know, yeah. some some cities. Well, you're not playing theaters. You know what I'm saying? No. You're playing. You're playing rooms, and people that are coming are like these are hip hop 
and artistic fans that like you're yeah. need, you're needed to bring it every there's no night that you can just take off right and then i think that's a different thing too because it's like every you're making a first impression kind of every night yeah and so they don't people don't see that you've been on the road for 40 days well, they like, don't care they don't care yeah. so it's like you just have to like go really really hard all the time and leave it and all out on the stage man it's almost like a sport where it's just like I have to give my all every single night to try to connect with people and who knows if they're even going to buy into it or if they're not and and you but you got to keep like that that face up yeah. uh, so, and sometimes <laughs> some days it's tougher than others and I'm I feel sure. like everybody has like a couple cities where it's just like bump for what, New Mexico or some yeah, crazy for, shit and it, it's it's weird though it's like every Sometimes what people would think is a bad show, I wouldn't necessarily consider a bad show, but the ones that would be otherwise seen as like, oh, there's people here. That's a good show. It's not the case. Like I had a show where I think there was probably like, I don't know, a handful, there's 25, 30 people there, and I was miserable the entire show versus a show where we literally have like two Wives people. And girlfriends yeah, and, yeah. And like, yeah, I had like my dad and my stepmom and then like the guy that ran the gallery or whatever yeah. and Charles but like that show was great but then the one with 30 I just was like the people there had no reaction like how y'all right. doing tonight and it was just like yeah, we're pretty alright yeah just like <laughs> no and then like how y'all doing and then it was just like the same amount of no energy yeah. so, which blows my mind because man I've been a fan like legit fan of yours for the better part of my adult life like since since uh, let's see the first album or the, you know I'm gonna say the first album the first video I saw was when you were uh, doing the group Pasal Aqua mm-hmm. and it was Sunset City. Yeah. Phenomenal song, phenomenal video uh. on YouTube. You can check it out. Uh, and that went into, that was off of the Ben a Minute. That was the, that was off uh, Zebba Hazy Summer. Shit. Okay. I know, I know. I There's do. too many, I saw the fucking names. I no, know. no, it's good. That's good yeah, because yeah. It, stick, it sticks with you. But that, that track, I was like, oh, I need to learn more about this group and these guys, right? And then mm-hmm. Brent was doing Coleman Young and you were doing uh, your own solo thing. And you had another track that I've said, I mean, every time I run into you, I'm like, hey, man, can you play this song? Mm. Called That That. Oh, yeah. So you take these concepts that are like, I mean, and I don't want to get too in, too like deep into it, right? But like. Oh, go deep if you want. Well, it's, it's autobiographical, right? Yeah. About, about a situation in your life that it's not like a, a positive thing at the time yeah yeah but then you you're you're going back on it and and, uh i mean every i'm not even gonna say every male but every person can relate to at least i can i don't fucking know you know if i remember but i can relate to that on like shit man like yeah but it was such a just a fucking smoky groove like yeah and that was 2012 that was a while ago that was too fly man and i still i listen to it today i still like it's constantly in rotation I don't really have a question about it. I just wanted to give you I your thoughts it. on it. I feel like I want I, I want to write happier songs. It just doesn't really happen that way. So I feel like my so performing live is like my chance to like show that like I'm not all mopey. I feel like that's a song. I don't, I that's don't like think a, you're mopey at all, man. Oh well, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that mask is working well. <laughs> then. Working well. well, I feel like sometimes I think of some of the songs of like you know I feel like there's a balance, and I feel like sometimes if all my songs were very like chipper and happy you'd probably find out that like i was miserable or i just feel like i yeah, i yeah. like being kind of just open with the, the audience whatever well i'm, is, I'm so. the same way I, you know I don't, I don't think i don't believe in like trying to hide that because we're all each other's lifelines out here we all need to pump each other's tires hey, and hey. It's, yeah yeah it's not uh especially in the community and the circle in which you run is like this artistic like 
you you don't get to be that talented without having like fire inside you. I don't really know how to put it. Like ups and downs and like sure. emotional pain, uh, physical pain at times. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, I mean, I I appreciate it as somebody that's not really like talented musically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I can connect with that. And then I'm like, man, like it, it, that leads me to ask like. Well, how did he make the song? What was he thinking? Because this is what I, well, this is the part that I connect with, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of tracks that, um, that you do, and I, I mean, I've said that, I've said that for years that it's like when you were with Pasolacqua, you had like party, party anthems, basically, sure. right? And then more of your solo stuff is a little bit darker. So there's, there's really that kind of runs the full gamut of the experience i guess yeah i I mean i think too is it has to do with a lot with uh the production so all the different projects i feel like the producers i work with they lend themselves to different emotions that i wouldn't be able to uh vocalize otherwise so some of the you know the first pass aqua ep was produced by the same guy that did that that uh dr b so there's like a little bit of a like a uh, funkier kind of dustier, jazzier vibe to those versus yeah. like Zeba Hazy Summer, which was produced by uh, Erno the Inferno. Shouts to Erno. Go to Slow Jams on Mondays at Woodbridge Pub. Uh, so that has no, a like, Definitely go to that. Yeah. I haven't been to that and that sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, does, is that every Monday? It's every Monday. All right. Uh, um, what are you doing Monday? Uh, You're out of town I, Saturday. What are you doing Monday? I, I mean, I feel like I got to go to go see Erno. I'll pick you up, man. Uh, I'll drive. I like it. Um, so yeah, he has, but he has like a little bit more of a disco, like a funkier groove. And I feel like yeah, the production lends itself to, to uh, saying different. Do you find yourself raps. writing to beats, or do you find yourself working with producers that kind of create the music after you have the words? Uh, usually, it's beats, but there is an album. Is that a good question to ask somebody? I don't like that's. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty okay. good. I mean, I feel like it's it's, it's your dip- show. Yeah, there well, you go. no, I'm curious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, sometimes I feel like it. It depends. I feel like for a long time it was just with beats because like somebody would just send it. Like it was, I, I work a lot with producers in like the UK, and they'll just like send me some instrumentals, yeah. and they're like, "Here's this." But uh, there oh, is an album, internet. the internet. I, I know, dude. The uh, there is an album that is, I don't know when it'll be released, but there's a a Pazlocka project we did with Zach Ships, and he produced in a different way where we would go to his uh, studio, and he just had a bunch of instruments and records and he was like all right let's just see what sticks so somebody yeah. we'd be like oh i have this like drum pattern in mind and then we just build from there so that was a different approach and basically everything was written on the fly and all those songs were just written in that it's like engineering session. A, a, a track dude yeah and that's wait, so a, on, there's it, a wait there's a project that's going to be released uh, at some point by well, is it yours or are you saying that there's a Pasolacqua it's, release it's a Pasolacqua project Holy produced by shit. Zach Ship. so it's a full album so we've been working on that we worked on that for a while there's, there's a Pasolacqua album that's just waiting to be released yeah yeah does anybody know about this I maybe no dude what are you talking about maybe like this is <laughs> I mean they do for, now dude, they do. well no because like Paul and I and I'll tell you man Brian and Blacksmith Mr. and Blacksmith Pasolacqua were I mean, in, in 2012, 13, 14, even up to 15, we're like knocking on the door of something really big, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you were, you were headlining local festivals, like, like pretty well-known ones, DIY in Ferndale. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you actually shut down Dally in the Alley. The cops were called, the whole thing, there was a fire. Do you remember all that? That was the, I think that was the angry, I think the, the angriest I'd ever been at the end of a show. It no, was, I mean, it, there was no, 
What? You guys set it ablaze, man. That's there was, what I'm saying. The, the short of it is, it was like the last set at Dally, and so there's just a sea of people, endless it's people, nuts, dude. And so we're trying to get, we're trying to start, and then like we hear like a little bit of a beat, and then it drops out. We're not getting anything. I'm checking. I'm looking at the sound guy. Like this is crazy. Like we gotta like get the show going. And then you hear and pop, pop, pop. <laughs> And the sound guy runs up and holds like a his phone in my face and like shows a photo of this generator around the corner that's on fire and they're yeah. like everybody has to leave yeah. so we didn't legit on fire so we too. didn't get the chance to uh, perform it was that a transformer night. that, that transformer blue, blue yeah. and uh, that was real uh, Dude, whack. the cops came through so, like it, that yeah. was so we yeah there was a quite I mean we that almost added to your legend though as a group do you know what I'm saying where it's like holy shit what like what what happened we had and Jax was on stage for that too there. so yep. Yep. I mean it was uh it was a a, a, a frenzied that was the uh, same time you did uh baptism right that was around around the time of the, the the album uh, the church album yeah so what an incredible uh, anyway we'll get back to that but go ahead yeah but oh, oh, all I was gonna say was uh it, it happened really quick and I think in Detroit especially um it's hard to get people to care. Yeah. About a, uh, about your music. Um, it just had, it's a right place, right time thing. What's well, an lot. authentic thing too. Do you know what I <laughs> it mean? Is, yeah. You were, you were just different. I, I don't want to say different, but you were so unique in your sounds. Your voices complemented each other. You had the right network behind you. You had the right team that wanted to be a part of, uh, of what you were building. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. it seemed like the stars were aligning, right? Yeah, man. And, 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 and that's a, and that was like that's a crazy thing because I've been a fan of Detroit music since I was a, a little kid. So like to be a part of that was was really so legit cool. part of it too. Yeah, man. yeah. And, and to be respected by by so many like so many of the legends. Yeah, and, and who I call like my friends now is like is uh, is really cool. So uh, I don't know where we got here, but uh, yes, yeah, no, so, I'm just complimenting you, man. You well, know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate the compliments. Um, well, what I was going to say about uh, Zach Ships is a few of the songs have been out. Uh, Joni and Cash for Soul were kind of the first songs we did with Zach Ships. So those are on uh, the Bangletown EP, the Peace Zone EP, I believe. So that is a, a taste of kind of that stuff. But there are a bunch of other tracks that um, are there. Yo, when you get ready to release that, will you come back and just – like not necessarily song let me song break, break it, down. okay, or but like just we play could. a track here, or like just because like yeah. I, I've been a fan of yours specifically for a long time, and, and the fact that you just mentioned that, and I had no idea that you had this album just kind of in the wings. Yeah, that's pretty dope, dude. Oh, I appreciate. Yeah, it. I think. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, we can. What are you? Maybe we can what are you here. working on? I have a, a solo album that'll be coming out early next year. Okay, uh, that is with a producer, Kurt Cataract from London. We've been working on it for a really long time. Before I was going to ask who that who he was because like, I I was like Kirk Hatter I don't yeah. I didn't know the name. I've been working with him. <laughs> some of these songs date back a very long time. These, some of these songs uh, date back to before Pass Lockwood was a project, um, and so I've been working on this for a long time. And just it, one thing leads to another, and we both mm-hmm. had our separate stuff. And so we're really happy that it's it's seeing the light of day now. So the first video is out. By the time this drops, we might have the second video out for the album. Um, but dude, then, you are just breaking news left and right here with I'm me. I'm saying, bro. hey, I'm really happy to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm, part, dude, like, I'm boom, happy to have dropping, you here. Dropping news, dropping well, hits, dude. So, um, and we're actually going to play out. Not we've we've got about four minutes or so before we ooh, have to. Uh, God, I go so to, quick oh, in dude, here. You have no idea. So, what we're going to do? Uh, we're we're going to end up 
plan that song out. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll let you intro it, but holy smokes, the visual for it, the video for it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely incredible. Done by the Wright Brothers. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Miller, Jamin Townsley. I know Andrew uh, is doing stuff under uh, We the Committee uh, okay. these days. So search for him on that. And Jamin is uh, a man about town. Uh, Always him. Playing, playing some billiards. Yo, he's another one that I just happened to run into at random places. It'll be like, one thirty in the morning at some dive or or just like, like random places, and he's like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Oh, hey, like, hey good man. to see you." Uh, like I ran into him at a protest once. Just yeah, like, about right. You know what I'm saying? Just like he's a certain, certainly a man about town, man. The indigo flame. Um. So yeah. Uh. Yeah. So that video. Uh. It was really crazy, and uh. Uh. I'm happy that that ended up uh, coming to be. And then there's another one. Uh. Yeah. Coming out soon. Album will be next year. I'm really happy with it. Um. And then I can't I, wait, man. Yeah. So in a completely different vein, mm. uh, a little bit not as heavy as like breaking all this news and like all the cool shit you're sure, working on. Sure. Who? This is something that I've been trying to work into a couple of these podcasts, asking people. Uh-huh. Who would be on your Detroit Mount Rushmore? Okay, we're not saying necessarily Detroit Mount Rushmore. Yep, doesn't have to be music artist. Doesn't have to be whatever. It could be like like I usually say. Steve Eiserman and like stick to the the hockey sports then like kind of music. Sure. Shit. All right. That's yeah, a good one, right? That, that's a good one. All right. Uh okay. Mount Rushmore. Woo! All right. I'm trying to uh, I think there's four on Mount Rushmore, right? There's four on Mount Rushmore. I'm I feel like this is one of those things where I'm like I'm like, now I don't know if you don't I know fuck it up. anybody. Yeah, yeah, I don't want I don't want to fuck it up. Uh uh four. The, the first one I honestly thought was Probert. Yo, Bobby Probert, sure. Sure. Okay, so we got we got Probert, uh, uh, Goose Looney. That's Jesus. where he got busted. Uh, <laughs> and I was gonna say, I mean, uh, this is crazy. I might have to phone Please. this one. I might have to call you back and have this. On That's another, fine. That's on fine. Another. That's fine. Like uh, the one of our guests said, Tommy the Hitman Hearns, like Aretha Franklin, Smokey, uh, Steve Eiserman. Do you know what it says? So like that's. That's fine. I can take a rain check on it. That'll. that'll... I think I'm going to call back because I want to have this to be to fully uh, represent what I wanted to say, and yep. I don't want to like stammer and be like, yeah. and I'm like, why did I say fucking Alice Cooper? <laughs> I didn't really mean Alice. No disrespect to Alice. He's Harrison. Yeah, yeah, sure, I'm going sure, sure. to toss one at you. Yeah, um, Scotty Bow. Oh, I. Scotty Bowman, man. I don't know, man. Does he? But like top four, I don't know if Scotty makes the cut for me. Mm. I. I mean. The wings haven't really been the same since he left. Don't you know, I don't even want to get started <laughs> on the wings right now. We're sitting uh, in third to last place, but played more games than the last two teams behind us. But anyway, that's another yeah, that's... another thing. I'm gonna okay. One more sure. um, before we before we intro the song and do all that stuff. Do you you have a lot of wrestling references? Yeah, in the yeah. music, Okay, and I find myself saying like. Yeah, I, I know, Paul. We, we we let me finish this one question. It's fucking really important. Know, to me. Man, it's that's fucking, my job. I know it is your job. It's really it's really important. Me for doing my work. No, no, dude. I appreciate it. So, uh, there are memories. Like I'm not a wrestling fan now, mm-hmm. but when I was a kid, there are certain periods in WWF history mm-hmm. that stand out to me as like almost bookmarking different periods of my life. Right. Yeah. So, which is weird because I'm not a wrestling fan now, but. Do you remember uh, the one two three kid? I remember the one two three. And kid, he, yeah. when he pinned Razor Ramon, huge. He was going by different names every week, and he was just like a jobber. And yep, then yep, and then one, whatever two, happened, yeah. And so he he beat Razor Ramon like three times, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a time that you remember like 
oh my gosh, this, and I know you mentioned one of your songs, you, you mentioned something like that. Yeah, uh, so uh, there's a song that I did with Goldzilla where I mentioned that I was like on... Uh, you were on TV. I was at like SummerSlam yeah. 93. But I think one of the big memories for me was uh, when Mankind got thrown off the Hell in a Cell. Like I think I was in, I was like 12 or something. Sure. I just remember that being such a crazy moment. I started getting into ECW after that. But ECW. My, yeah, ECW. That was... That was <laughs> My shit. My my great uncle though was a referee for big time wrestling. So before Vince bought everything and became sure. WWF, Michigan was big time wrestling. So my great uncle Al Bulldog Thomas was a referee. So I never watch. I always people think it's weird. I like never watch like Disney anything growing up. Like yeah, I watch started wrestling. watching like wrestling at yeah. the age of three or four, learning. Well, WCW audition. or, or uh, WWF? WWF. Now, I, going back, I feel like I probably would have appreciated WCW more, but I was a WWF. Dude, WCW, yeah. when the NWO came out, right? Like, that was kind of oh, yeah, that was Monday a, Night Nitro. Oof. We could do probably the, the whole... The Monday Night Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember... See, and I was too young for this, but I remember after uh, WrestleMania three, Hulk Hogan... The big slam. S- slamming, uh. which I found out was not actually the first time that Hogan slammed Andre the Giant. That was the biggest time. Oh. But yeah, yeah. So I – but anyway, shout out this guy I follow on Instagram, Jim Richardson. Oh. don't really – another one I don't really know, but mm-hmm. he told me that. Had no idea. Sick. Anyway, so to, to bookend <laughs> it all, man, uh, Mr. Brian, dude, I, I can't thank you enough for coming through. I wish we had more time. I really got to start scheduling uh, We, uh, we got to come back. We'll continue this. Please, please. I'm okay. happy to. What's your social? Uh, you can go to heyitsmister.com for everything. On Instagram, I'm coolguybry. 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 And then, uh, yeah, it's This Cold Rhymes Podcast. It's on iTunes. It's on uh, Stitcher. It's on uh, Google Play. Please check it out. It's one of my favorites. I listen to it every single week. My man. Uh, what, what song are we about to play out? We're going to play I'm Not the One. It's the first song from uh, the album Approaching Land, produced by Kurt Cataract. Uh, the video's uh, at heyitsmister.com. A uh, song about when sweet things turn sour. I guess that's how I'll put it. Paul, play it out, man. Please check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Brian, thank you for coming through. Cheers, and I, I want to do this again soon. Let's please. Let's, let's, let's please. My man. <laughs> Breathing heavily, feeling that all these walls are closing in, and I'm kissing the ceiling. Clench your fists, I'm receding into something deceiving. Been trying to steady up my balance, just can't help careening. I can tell that you're seething, I can tell that you mean it, and I can tell I'm all too close to the end of the scene. It's an unsettling sequence, at least it's how I see it. I should no reason in my high, high sun to grievance. I'm a lover, but peeping isn't always the scenic. Would you want to believe that it would be the one you frequent? So, unfortunately, it was. And what you were perceiving Not a gravy is cold And my egg of the peaches And from here the road is in roses But you know so be it It might unfold that it's my open And holding the secrets You were hoping to honing on When the focus depleted Riding solo and letting go Is what was needed Times, the ones that we have, they got me weak, need more and more. Maybe I'm pining for a time when it was all freaking this negative energy, and venomous draw. I mean, wasn't it once? I seem to recall.
call Floating above the clouds Never thinking we'd fall But then the rain or the rain It would come And the game It would change But it came In the form of a flood Searching for buoyancy Searching for clarity Searching for all of it Searching for everything And I'm assuming you know That I find it Lose it, defy it And dive it smoothly And current I'm coming up on Burning all of these bridges Saving a few planks It's apparent I have a problem A problem I can't shake Stick a stake in this half-true devil I'm done